everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Actually Though. I hope you all are having a fantastic week. I am so excited because my brand new 2021 planner finally came in. I am obsessed with planners as I think most people who know me are aware. I absolutely love this one. It is the Passion Planner Weekly Spread. I did a whole post on my planning kind of routine last year and it pretty much hasn't changed. So I'm really looking forward to as just boring as I know this sounds to so many people sitting down and filling out my planner. It's one of kind of the most therapeutic things for me. I love the passion planner because it also has a whole goal setting section and kind of goal roadmap, if you will. And I kind of started working with it already because I just couldn't wait till this weekend. Um, And one of the things that I realized is it actually tied so nicely into today's episode because today's episode is something that is very goal oriented for me. So I have been trying now for, I'd say about a solid, almost a solid year, pretty much since I graduated college to get better and more comfortable when it came to saving money and just finances in general. I think that is one of the most stressful parts of post-grad life is figuring out, you know, navigating your finances on your own and how to save money. And I was talking to some other kind of post-grad friends who are in kind of the same season of life as me. And, you know, I have friends who are trying to save up to get married and, you know, trying to save up to buy a house or trying to pay off student loans like so many of us are. And of course, there's the added stress of just everyone, you know, being out of work or struggling to find work with the pandemic and everything. And after talking to a lot of my friends, I realized that something that we were all struggling with is this notion of saving money when you're living pretty much paycheck to paycheck or at least on a very small income. And I think that that is really intimidating for so many people. And I know that it was really intimidating for me because, you know, not only was I trying to figure out how to manage, you know, my finances and paying my bills and everything and keep that organized by myself for the first time. And thankfully, I have the most amazing parents who are so willing to teach me and help me and kind of walk me through things and answer my questions, but trying to figure out, you know, saving money on top of that when you're trying to figure out exactly what bills are going to get paid and when can be really stressful. And I think that I really took a lot of time in 2020 figuring out a system that worked for me because one of the biggest things with finances is not everything works for everyone. And so, you know, People who are very, very good at kind of, I don't know, cutting things out of their kind of financial diet, if you will, so, you know, not going to Starbucks or not eating out ever and things like that, that's awesome for them and that's how it works for them, but that is not necessarily how it works for everyone. And I think it's hard too when you're, you know, fresh out of school and you're in this kind of setting that you still want to be able to hang out with your friends, you want to be able to go out and you know, grab some drinks with your friends on the weekends, you know, when it's safe to do so, of course, with all of this craziness still going on. But 
you're also worried about, you know, how do I save money for in case something happens? And so I really took a lot of time in 2020 figuring out a system that worked for me. And I'm really proud that I feel like I finally have kind of a good, solid foundation. And I really want this, of course, to be a resource for people. And so I wanted to share that with all of you. And just if I could help even, you know, one one person save a little bit of extra money, even if it is, you know, $10 here and there, that still adds up really quickly. So today's episode is definitely going to be, you know, a little more logistical and I think different than things that I usually post, but I'm really excited about it. And I hope you all are too. One of the first things that I do when it comes to kind of planning out my finances and planning out my savings is to set specific financial goals. For me, what works best is to set three different goals with three different time frames. It could obviously be different for you all. The time frames could be different, the number of goals, whatever the case may be. This just seems like kind of the easiest and best way for me to stay accountable with my savings. So I like to set a six-month goal, a one-year goal, and then a three- to five-year goal. Typically, my six-month goal is, you know, an item or something specific that I want to purchase. So in 2020, I really wanted to treat myself to a nice leather tote bag. I absolutely love handbags. I always have. I have way too many of them, and I've been doing a really good job kind of over the years kind of getting rid of the ones that I don't use and things, but I really wanted a large, staple, you know, simple black tote bag, and so I decided that that was what I was going to save up for. So at six months, that's what I was going to purchase. Typically then, my year-long goal is usually, I mean, when we can travel, it's something vacation-oriented. I absolutely love traveling. It's one of my favorite things to do. So I like to use my year-long goal as my vacation fund. And then that way, if I know that I'm going on a family trip or I'm going, you know, to visit my family or I'm going to see some friends, whatever the case may be, I have some money saved up for that trip, whether it's for using it as airfare or just, you know, fun money, whatever the case may be, that's typically how I look at my one-year goal. And then my three to five-year goal is kind of my larger financial goal. So, you know, paying off a certain student loan or multiple student loans, buying a car, buying a house, whatever it is, that is just kind of the big overarching goal that really helps me kind of center in and focus on saving money and, you know, definitely motivates me to save a little extra when I can because I want to get to that goal, you know, in three years versus five years. So for me, having multiple goals at different time frames just gives me the confidence to save money and it keeps me accountable for saving money because I'm way more willing to save the extra, you know, five, ten dollars loose change that I find in my car if I have different things to work forward to. And I'll kind of talk a little later about how I go about, you know, withdrawing money and things when it comes to that six-month year and five-year mark. But I just think that having specific goals is a really good way to help you have some sort of motivation behind saving so that it doesn't just seem as like, I don't know, sometimes I think young post-grad students or post-grad adults are kind of just like, oh, if I save money, you know, it doesn't really do anything, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. I know that I felt that way where, you know, people would say, oh, you should save for a rainy day. And 
I was kind of like, well, what does that mean? I'm just going to transfer money to my checking account. So this just really keeps me accountable and really keeps me kind of adverse to transferring money when I shouldn't. The other thing that really helps me, especially if you are someone who uh, has a job with direct deposit, is setting up direct deposits to your savings account in particular. This is possibly the very best thing that I could have done in 2020 in particular to grow my savings account. So most jobs, of course, so many people know, are directly deposited into your bank account, makes it really easy. You don't have to worry about going to the bank and all of that sort of thing. But one of the best lessons I learned from my parents was to get used to living on less than your full paycheck so that if God forbid something happens and that amount isn't always there, you're not used to living kind of above your new means. So I personally adopt the 80-20 model, 80% into my checking account and 20% into my savings. I think that that is a really good place for me right now. When I started though, I was kind of doing 90-10 and I was only doing 10% into my savings account. I am so fortunate that my direct deposit at my work lets me have multiple accounts. So definitely, you know, check with your manager or your payroll people to see if you can do that because it makes it so easy because your paycheck gets deposited directly into your bank account. You don't have to worry about trying to do the math to figure out how much you need to transfer in to your savings account versus keeping it in your checking account. And you're way less likely to just kind of skip out on saving that paycheck because you want to buy something else or you want to have a little extra money. I always say, you know, start small, start with five, 10% going in and then gradually increase it. So as I got better at budgeting and I got more confident kind of managing my own finances as the months went on, I was able to kind of increase that to, you know, the 80-20 model. My goal for 2021 is to kind of increase my savings even more. And that adds up over time. It may not be much, you know, you maybe are making, you know, hourly kind of between minimum wage and what feels like minimum wage for you. But even if you're just adding, you know, that 5% in over time, it'll add up, especially if you're not pulling money from your savings account. And it's worth it to invest in yourself. And I think that that is the biggest way to look at it. So I like to look at it as, you know, my paycheck hits and I'm kind of paying myself in three different areas because, you know, I have three accounts that my money is going into. And then that way I know that I'm still able to, you know, cover my expenses, but I'm also still able to save money and kind of invest in myself. Another thing that has been so incredibly helpful is opening up at least one extra savings account. I started this in 2020 as well because I was originally planning on going on a European vacation with my mom's godmother, who is like a third grandmother to me. We were planning a trip to Scandinavia for my graduation, and I wanted to make sure that I had, you know, a a vacation fund, some extra money to buy my family gifts, to buy, you know, fun things over there, to treat her to, you know, a night out and things like that. And the best way for me to do this was to open a second savings account, and I called it my vacation fund. Now that is kind of where I keep my money for my goals, so it's a little different. I personally really like to have at least two savings accounts because I'm able to have one that is 
particularly my emergency fund. So that's the one that never gets touched. I only deposit money into that. I do not transfer money out of that. Whatever goes in there, it's not coming out unless, God forbid, something happens. My vacation fund or my kind of goal fund is what it's called now, uh, or at least what I call it. That's where I deposit the money that I'm going to use to, you know, purchase my six-month, year-long, and three- to five-year goals when the time comes. You will honestly be amazed at how quickly your kind of total savings account will grow, even if you're just adding small amounts into those savings, you know, over time. This also helps because whenever I deposit my money into my savings accounts, whether it's my direct deposit or I'm, you know, depositing cash that I have in my house or whatever the case may be, I will split 50-50 and put half in one savings account and half in the other. That way I'm not, you know, more likely to put my full, you know, savings portion of my paycheck in my vacation fund because let's face it, we're way more likely to put something into a vacation fund that's going to, you know, pay off in six months, a year, three, five years versus an account that we never withdraw from unless, you know, something horrible happens. So I definitely would recommend opening at least one extra savings account because it is truly amazing uh, and it's definitely helped me a ton. Another thing that's really simple and it really, you know, is kind of just an added bonus is depositing pocket change and extra money into my savings account first. I think we are all guilty of just collecting change and random cash kind of throughout the week or the month or the year, and it either ends up, you know, in your couch cushions or in a section of your apartment or in your car, whatever the case may be. And, you know, when it's in your wallet and things, it's way easier to just spend it on coffee and takeout and drive throughs when it's right there. And the best way that I've found to not only kind of help me budget in terms of, you know, not buying coffee out all the time and not going out all the time is to put that into the bank and to, you know, deposit that and get it off my hands. So whenever I have change, I have a small jar in my apartment. That's where it goes. And then a few times a month, I will throw kind of the cash that I have lying around in there. And then at the end of each month, I take that and I put it directly into my savings account. So even if it's not much at the end of the month, it's still a small amount and it's still going into my savings versus just going to be spent later on. And that has been just kind of an added bonus. You know, it's a small amount, but like I've been saying, that definitely adds up. But it's also just been a really good way to keep myself kind of accountable with kind of staying consistent and depositing money and in, in building my savings. Going off of staying consistent, that has really been one of the biggest things for me. And, you know, what I learned kind of working full-time is it's not enough to just kind of deposit money here and there into your savings account and hope that, you know, one day you'll look and it'll suddenly be, you know, thousands of dollars. In order to really grow it, just like anything else, especially when you're not making, you know, a six-figure salary, is being consistent. So, you know, maybe it's only one deposit a month into a savings account that you're kind of gradually increasing the amount or the frequency of. Maybe it's, you know, consistently depositing $5 a week or $5 a day or whatever the case may be. As long as you're sticking with it and you're kind of slowly increasing it and you're willing to be patient and consistent, it will definitely pay off. And that has been such a huge 
benefit to me and something that has been really crucial to learn. And another huge thing is don't withdraw or transfer money from your savings account. This is huge and it seems very obvious if you're trying to grow your savings account that you shouldn't take money out of it. But I look back on some of the things that I used to do in terms of managing my money and managing my savings and I actually cringe. It was so bad. I remember in college just being like, oh, I'll just transfer, you know, $100 a week from my savings account and then I will wonder where all my money goes. So I definitely think that not withdrawing and transferring money is a huge, huge thing. And the best way that I've found to teach myself how to do this, because frankly, like I said, when I was in college, I was horrible about managing money. Absolutely horrible. And I really had to teach myself kind of the discipline to do this. And the best way that I kind of think of it is another way that my parents taught me. And that is that your savings account is basically paying yourself. So I know that some people look at it as, you know, paying yourself. It's your paycheck. I look at it more as a bill. And so, you know, every month I have to pay my rent and I don't get that money back just because I want it to go buy new shoes or I want it to go buy a new computer or whatever the case may be. Once I pay my rent, that money's gone. It's not mine anymore. And so to me, looking at my savings account deposits like bills that I have to pay each month has been huge with kind of keeping me away from, you know, withdrawing that money. So I know that once the money goes into my savings account, that's it. That bill is paid. I don't get it back. And only at that six month year three, five-year mark, am I going to withdraw, you know, if that's the money that you want to say, or I'm going to get paid from that account to go purchase my goal or to go kind of fund my goal, whatever the case may be. But this has been huge in kind of keeping myself from withdrawing and transferring money just because I feel like it. So really kind of retraining your mind to, you know, look at it as, you know, the money that's in your savings account, yes, it is yours to an extent, but looking at it as something that's not yours, I think is a really great way to kind of avoid that desire to withdraw and transfer money. And I also like to have a minimum amount in each savings. So most banks that I know of have a minimum amount that you have to keep in each account to avoid fees or to avoid the, them closing the account, which is really helpful when you're starting out. So if you are someone who has, you know, is thinking, well, I want to open a savings account, but I, you know, I can't be depositing a ton of money into it right now. I like to go and find, you know, the savings account that, you know, only requires you to keep $25, dollars $100 in the account. And at first, that's fine. I would just keep the bank's minimum amount and say, I obviously can't go below that because I don't want the fees and work from there. But then once you get more comfortable, I like to kind of set a minimum amount that's higher than the one the bank sets for you. And this is an amount that I tell myself I cannot go, go below at any point. Even if I get to six months and I really want that designer bag or I really want a new laptop or I really want a new pair of shoes or I really want to go on this vacation or whatever the case may be, if I know that that purchase is going to put me below the minimum amount that I have set, I'm not at the point where I'm ready to purchase that. And so, you know, it really holds me accountable and makes it easier to grow my savings because I'm not having to start at zero every single time because I've told myself this is how much I absolutely need to keep in my savings. Those are my main tips for you. I hope that that helps some. 
I try to keep things very simple when it comes to really stressful topics like finances and just kind of, you know, the logistics behind post-grad life. I know that it can be incredibly stressful and I know that this is a really stressful time for so many people, myself included. And so if I can help in any way and if this is at all helpful to anybody, I just really want to be able to help you all because we're all going through it. You know, we're all trying to figure it out as best we can and we're all trying to navigate kind of the difficulties of all of this. So I hope that that was helpful. I hope that you all can take some or all of this kind of information and apply it to your own life and hopefully also grow your your savings accounts. And if you have any specific tips, definitely let me know on my latest Instagram or in the comments here below. As always, rate, review, subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and share this with your friends if you think it would be helpful. I really appreciate you all so much and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.